First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 reads as follows. Surely you know that many runners take part in a race, but only one of them wins the prize. Run then in such a way as to win the prize. Verse 25 says, every athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to be crowned with a wreath that, that will not last. But we do it for one that will last forever. Verse 26, that is why I run straight for the finish line. That is why I am like a boxer who does not waste his punches? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I just want to thank you for the word that we have read. I want to thank you for the way that you have blessed. I want to thank you for the way that you have inspired. I want to thank you, Lord, for the prophetic behind this word. May you speak to everyone, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. May everyone who are, who, who's listening to this message this morning be set on the pole position as they begin the year. Let them have an unfair advantage this year in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Amen. Even before I even get deep into this, I just want to say to you, you are going to have an unfair advantage in your walk with God this year in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You are not one of those who are going to be standing in queues. Hallelujah. Waiting for your turn. Favor comes your way in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Before we get deep into the scripture, maybe let me start by just reminding you we just finished uh, the soccer uh, world cup is it in qatar or whatever is it qatar yes we finished the soccer world cup and i think most of us are much familiar with soccer so sometimes when you read the bible there will be illustrations so the apostle paul in the scripture he uses um, an illustration or an example of a runner and a boxer because in those times runners and, and boxers were more common I think and people will understand from that perspective but I think in 2023 we will understand much better uh, if we were to use a football example the majority of us we will definitely understand I mean getting the nobody boxer in South Africa I'm not even sure they still show boxing on television vision. Hallelujah. As for the comrades, they run them. We don't even know who wins. Hallelujah. But if I say Messi here, all, all of you, you know who am I talking about. If I say Ronaldo, you all know who I'm talking about. You just have to ask which Ronaldo I think, but you all know Uri. Uh, we all have an idea. Yeah, Bolo, isn't it? If I say 16V, you know the majority of you. You, you get the point, right? Allow me maybe to take an example. Yeah, Bolo, maybe before I dive into this. So according to this scripture, what it says, it says many people will join into a soccer match. There'll be 22 players or something along those lines, hallelujah, when the match starts. And um, everybody is playing to win. But as you saw in the World Cup, not everybody won. But also amongst the winning team, not everybody won. 
because at the end of the day, there was one winner. Hallelujah. It was it for the golden boot, for example? Amen. It was not all the players who participated, isn't it? And as you know, there's only one person we are celebrating after this whole World Cup. Hallelujah. And the name is Messi, whether you like him or not. That's the person who's being celebrated. But we know that there were many teams, there were many people, there were many people cheering for everybody, but at the end of the day, there's only one winner. In any competition, whether it's a team sport or individual sport, at the end of the day, there will always be that one winner. And the Bible says, whatever you do, go for the win. Doesn't matter what you are doing, go for the win. That's what the Apostle Paul is trying to say to us. Guess what? We are all given the opportunity. I was making a joke with one guy. He says, oh, you made it into 2023. Hey, Munna, I think I was the last person on that list, actually. <laughs> After God had allowed everybody in, he says, Ish. Pastor Abraham, I forgot him. Let me include him. Amen. It's a joke, but chances are that's the reality. Chances are I will not have made it. I don't know about you. Maybe Luana Twanalina, you might have been the last person in the list of those who are going to make it into 2023. It does not matter. What matters now is the fact that we are here. We got the opportunity to see this year. We have an opportunity to write another story. And we have a blank page as we talk. Uh, of course, to us is the second Sunday. To most churches is the first Sunday. Hallelujah. We already had our first Sunday last week. Amen. But the point, all of us are given an opportunity for 2023. But I can tell you, at the end of the year, not everyone will be a winner. But not only that, we come as many as we are, as the way we are to Jesus Christ, but at the end of the day, not all of us will get the crown of life. And then when you must make the choice if you want to be the winner or not, hallelujah, but the opportunity to participate is given unto you. And 2023 signals that, that you are given another opportunity to participate in the programs of God in the kingdom of God. Amen and glory to Jesus. Amen. So most often with every chance for a victory, there are those who rise to the occasion and never waste opportunities afforded to them. Amen. So we are all given opportunities, but not all of us will rise to the occasion. Already some of you, you are studying badly. We have to encourage you after this sermon, rise to the occasion now. Amen. You can't be trying to rise to the occasion in September when you are seeing things are failing and are not working out. I can tell you, failure to rise to the occasion when you get the opportunity is planning to fail at the end. Amen. So rise to the occasion now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because victory is most often for those who are hungry enough for it. Not everyone becomes victorious. It's those who are hungry enough for it. Hallelujah. In football, my favorite players indeed is Ronaldo, number one. Number two, it is Messi indeed. And why I like both, I'll tell you one to me is not the most talented and the other is the most talented. But the least talented one, which is Rolando, according to me, is the best. He encourages me because he has a high work ethic. 
And I know Messi works very hard, but I don't think he works as hard as Ronaldo. I can tell you if he worked hard like Ronaldo, he would have just won everything that you can think of. I can tell you now. Because naturally, he's the most gifted. We can, there's no question about it. But you can't take away the hard work that Ronaldo has. Hence, he's right at the top. In other words, victory is for those who are hungry enough for it. Not everyone is hungry enough for it. Whether you're a pastor, only those who are hungry enough for it will be victorious by the end of this year. It is not about how anointed you are. It is also about how hungry you are. Whether you're a singer or a musician or a manager or, or a gardener, it, it doesn't matter what you do in life. It's about the hunger for it. If you're not hungry enough for it, you are not going to get to the top. Hallelujah. Some of us, I tell you, one day you'll go like, how did he get to the top when he's not that gifted? I'll tell you, the answer is here in this message. I'm just hungry enough for it, I can tell you. I, I, I just live my life as if I am not anointed, I am not talented. I do my best, amen. Maybe my best today is not necessarily the best, but I can tell you I am doing my best. And God sees this. As long as I'm consistent with this, I will rise to the top. There's no other way. There's no other option for me. I must get to the top. And guess what? You can get to the top if you rise to the occasion and you are hungry enough in the name of Jesus. Amen. In other words, victory is not by chance, but it's, it's all about intentionality. You must be intentional to be successful this year. Amen. And glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why the apostle says in the scripture that we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, all the way to 26, to summarize, he says, I run straight for the finish line. That's what he says. Ari, it does not matter what is happening. Are now my focus is to run straight for the finish line. And he says, he, he says, that is why I am like a boxer who does not waste his punches. My title for this morning is Don't Waste Your Punches. I said everything to bring you to this point, to give you the message and to say, in 2023, never waste a single punch. Don't waste your punches. Let us join the Apostle Paul. Amen. In other words, if you're looking at different sports, don't miss any opportunity to score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Hallelujah. Those who watch the final, you know, it, anyone could have won that match. Hallelujah. But it was all about those who were hungry enough, those who made sure they took the opportunities when they, they, they came. Hallelujah. I mean, it was an unending result just to show. But at the end of the day, victory is for those who will take their opportunities. Amen. And sometimes it's just that one opportunity that makes the difference. Go ask those who are in motorsport. People have lost the race on the last day of the race. Cut it milliseconds. Because that's all that matters. Don't miss your punch. Don't waste your punches in the name of Jesus. Take every opportunity. Just take it in Jesus' name. Because it might be that one punch you just needed to do the knockout. Hallelujah. So don't waste them. Amen. Glory to Jesus. In other words, it's cut it's so glalama. In 2023. Amen. You must be intentional. Amen. So don't waste your punches. However, there are factors like lack of discipline, lack of focus, 
and lack of obedience that contributes to one wasting their punches. Can I just repeat that? I see I missed some of you. I'm saying there are factors like lack of discipline. Lack of discipline, maybe you want to write it down. It's so obvious, but <laughs> that's where most people fail, actually. Lack of discipline, lack of focus. It's so obvious, but people just lack focus. I don't know, as a sporting man, playing at the pinnacle of, uh, of your career or whatever in your sporting event and you miss a penalty when you know you could be crowned a champion. I just don't get it. I think it's a lack of focus. I, I don't play soccer. Don't judge me. Don't crucify it and say I don't understand. I don't understand, but I'm just saying when you know what is at stake, sometimes it's the issue stuff focus, really. He saw himself holding a trophy. <laughs> he should have focused to score the goal. Amen. Yeah. Glory to Jesus. So I think you, you get the point, right? Because the guys played very well. And you say, at that level, you should not be missing penalties. You should be scoring all of them. Amen. But at the same time, any goalkeeper at that level should be catching all these penalties. Amen. And it's the lack of focus. And the one who's not focused enough is the one that loses. Amen. Because it was no longer about talent there. Going to our example here, football, you, you understand? But it is a matter, sometimes a matter of discipline, it is a matter of focus, but another one, it is the lack of obedience. People lose, even in football, people lose out because they lack obedience. When the coach says this is the game plan for the day and you disregard what the coach has said and you become on the losing side, not because you, you are a weak team or useless, but because you just lacked obedience. Amen. And I'm saying, even in your life, it's the same. It's either you lack discipline, you lack focus, or you are, you are disobedient, or it's a whole aggregation of all three, in fact. And I'm saying, can 2023 be a year whereby you are not found lacking on any of those three things that I've mentioned? In other words, if you don't become victorious this year, of which it should be unlikely, it should be for other factors other than this, that you have done all, but because this season you are supposed to go through that trial or difficulty, that's another subject on its own, because God has a better plan. But besides for that reason, I don't see a reason why you should not make it this year. I don't see a reason why. Amen, amen, hallelujah, glory to Jesus, amen. amen. So number one in my heading, what do you do? What do you do now to make sure that you are disciplined enough, you are focused enough, but not only that, that uh, you are obedient enough. I think the starting point is the most obvious one, which is my number one this morning, amen. Be in it for the win. It's all based on the scripture that we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. Don't forget the scriptures, amen? I, I run for the finish line, right? I, I'm like a boxer who does not waste his punches, isn't it? I, but only one wins them, run for the win, amen? Run in such a way that you win the prize. That's the advice, amen? Hallelujah, just all over the scripture, but those are the advices the apostle is giving. So number one, be in it for the win. In other words, if you are not planning to win, can you make an application to God and say, I don't want to be alive in 2023? <laughs> don't take up space. Yeah, <laughs> be in for the win this year. Amen. 
Otherwise, what are you doing here? What are you here for? Be in for the win. Amen? You must be serious about that. Amen. Why am I saying this? Because most battles are won or lost before they even begin. So if you are not getting into it for the win, I can tell you, you are not going to win. If you are not getting into it to be victorious, I can tell you now, you are not going to be victorious. Because I can tell you success is for those who are intentional about it. Amen. People should see intentionality regardless of where you are in life, regardless of the resources you have. People should say that, hey, this man or this woman means business. He's serious. He wants to win. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with torn jeans, but at the last time I checked here in Africa, people who mean business still wear their suits. That's why I still wear mine. Amen. And maybe when I have worn and I'm right at the top there, I'll wear my torn jeans. But for now, I don't want to lose a potential member because he didn't approve my torn jeans. Amen. So that is why be in for the win. Amen. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things. They are cool, in fact. But I realize sometimes for me to wear shorts on the pulpit, I think I must have end my stripes. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Because there's nothing wrong wearing shorts as a man, preaching. Literally, there's nothing wrong. But sometimes when people are looking at you, they don't see you as somebody who's serious about what they are doing. So there are times whereby in your life, even the way you dress should show that you are serious about what you are doing. Amen. In life. Maybe. Amen. Glory to Jesus. dreadlocks. There's nothing wrong with dreadlocks. But sometimes the bonds are how serious. Glory to Jesus. There's no one with dreadlocks in the house. Hallelujah. There's no one. I don't see anyone. Amen. I mean, dreadlocks, dreadlocks. Amen. I used to have a friend, hallelujah, a former colleague. And then as soon as a soccer player had dreadlocks, he said, you see, he lacks discipline. Look, 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 look. And then when you start observing, you see that lack of discipline is one way or the other. I, I, I used to say, hey, you must see these guys who, who cut cheese cop. He didn't approve this also. He says, <laughs> you can see how extreme the guy was, okay? Okay, this is not the Bible. I'm just talking now, all right? He didn't even approve this. He says, a man who's serious and who's disciplined, he goes cheese cop and he must shave a, a cheese cop everywhere. He says, like a soldier, you know. He says, you see, this guy is serious. <laughs> But remember, that's context-dependent. Where he comes from, he was not South African. Where he, I won't mention the country. Where he comes from, a disciplined, serious man will look like that. And what I'm trying to say, sometimes, according to your context, show by how you show yourself publicly that you are disciplined and you are serious. Amen. That said, you decide how you show yourself in public at the end of the day, but let it show some form of intention. Amen. In fact, I grow up and where is the wedding today? <laughs> oh, is this Monday already? Career office? Because already people associate certain dress codes with. Hey! Praise God, because they don't associate this with church already. But already it shows that this man is serious about something. Amen? Amen. I once heard an old preacher a long time ago, don't dress like, like where you are, but dress for where you are going. Amen? And we're not talking about dressing, by the way. I was just trying to say maybe some of you, you need to psych your mind and do the externals so that your brain can really be serious about where you are going. It's important. Amen. And glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So most battles 
are lost before they even begin. Hallelujah. They are lost before they even begin. Glory to Jesus. So, before we start the year, we can start from a place of victory or a loss, if you want to write. You choose. It's a choice you must make. It is imperative, therefore, to begin the year with the mindset of a victor. This is the second Sunday of the year. It's only eight days. I am saying the playing field is all equal for all of us. I can tell you now. Whether you have resources or you don't have, it's not important. I'm saying to you, we all have only had eight days. And I'm saying you can have a mindset of a victim or a victor. And I'm saying choose to have the mindset of a victor. He says, I run like somebody who wants to win. I run for the win. That's a mindset of a victor. Or yes, we are all in this race. But I can tell you, I am not here to make up numbers. I am coming back with the trophy. Yes, the year is starting. We are all given the opportunity. But I want to be celebrating my wins at the end of the year. That's the mindset you should have. Not Uksuganje already. You are giving us reasons. You even have theology to support it. Alright, by the way, some of them. But I don't think that's the way to start. When I saw this year, I am winning. Towards October, how I got a hawkopani. Theology, But for now, things are, are all open. Just have a positive mindset. Then later on in the year, it will be me again coming to say, no, so Amen. But I can't be a witch. No, no, no. I'm going to say, have the mindset of a victor. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Hallelujah. You can do it. You can win it. You can get to the top. Amen. Later, you are not getting to the top. We'll come back and encourage you. Don't worry, but for now, have the mindset of a victor. Amen. Amen. As soon as on Instagram or go Facebook or go TikTok about Porta, about hey, hey, it's not the will of God. Delete and unfollow. <laughs> look for them in September. Maybe they'll be right. For, but this time of the year, look for us who are telling us you must have the mindset of the victor. Amen. Amen. That you have a chance to make it. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Be a victor and not a victim of your circumstances. We are all given opportunities, but victory is a choice, as I've already alluded to that. 